And what's going on, everybody? I am J.C. Bones. I am Dan Haas. And I am John Grill. And we are formerly known as the Fourth Wall Cast. But for now, just call us The Wall. As I mentioned last week, we're going to have a whole new rebranding of the show. Uh, some new different content. Uh, so please bear with us as we are still in our infant stages of this rebranding and regrowth. But we have a hell of a show set up for you guys today. I'm going to talk a little bit of wrestling, talk a little bit of music, and a little bit about sports and some real life. Uh, unfortunately, we're all going through a crazy, crazy time in all of our lives over the past few months with a lot going on. But I do want to pass this over to Dan real quick. Dan, you uh, got to physically live in a, in a town that and witnessed a protest happening uh, earlier this week. Just tell us how that went and what was your reaction going on during during the protests. Really interesting. So I wasn't. Let me let's let me walk. So walk you back a little there. Uh, I wasn't part of the protest. Um, unfortunately, only one of us is working in our house, and that one is me. So I had to the keep breadwinner yesterday. Yeah. So that's. Well, it's not even that. My wife's just on know, employment, yeah. you know. I know. So, unfortunately, that that's me right now. So, I we were both kind of talking, my wife, and I was like, oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going out. I've never gone to a protest before. I'm not the protest type, but this is something I do think is was terribly is terribly wrong, and I do think everybody needs to kind of unite for change here. I think we all agree with that. Fortunately, it wasn't in the cards for me, but it was in the cards for thousands of other people in the Asbury Park area. So I'm in Ocean Grove, which is a town south of Asbury Park. But I mean, I can hear on a busy weekend night, I can hear Asbury Park. That's how close I am. So I'm sitting and I'm working. And every now and again, I'm popping onto Twitter and the Instagram just to see the live feeds. And everything looked really good. It was very, very, uh, very productive, powerful. My neighbors were there and they said it was very powerful and you could really feel... The message and it was a really it's just a really positive thing the police were really positive with with the protesters there's a there's a video up of one of that you'll probably never see on the news because it was a video of a cop doing something good god forbid we showed it was on the news and um it was just a police officer saying no we just had to arrest somebody we're gonna book them and we're gonna process and we're gonna send them out it's fine it's protest people get arrested to protest it's not a real protest unless somebody does get arrested as far as i'm concerned and uh is what it is. Everything went well. There was an 8 o'clock curfew for the town of Asbury Park. Protests, they marched all around town. I could hear them. I mean, there's, you could hear them banging on drums and chanting. It was really, I thought it was really cool to hear. And, you know, even from a distance, it felt, it, you could feel the message coming to you. So, a lot of props to those who went out to Asbury and protested the uh, the murder of, of George Floyd. And you saw a lot of videos of people hugging each other, people hugging cops, people like everybody just, you got a real same team vibe. Let's fix this together. Unfortunately, later in the night, they go a little south. Um, they did put an eight o'clock curfew in, which is fine. I understand that with all the looting and all the rioting going on in the major cities. I can understand why that's in the back of the town's mind that they want to prevent that. It's smart. It's responsible. It protects the town, ta- protects Asbury Park as a whole more than anything else. And, all, we, you know, all we're complaining about right now is we want cops to protect us more. We want everybody to protect us more. So protect it. That's, I like that. What was a bad idea was shutting down train service out of Asbury Park at 8 o'clock so nobody could go the fuck home. What? Like, this is part of the problem with all this because we elect idiots, obviously. And I would, think this, I would think this was some sort of Asbury Park government decision done with 
the knowledge of the cops, but who thought it was a good idea to shut down train service? Yeah. What who did they think was going to happen at 8 o'clock? What did they think was going to at 8 o'clock when people couldn't go home, and now the cops are coming out in their riot gear? And I understand why the cops have to wear riot gear right now. You know, I know a lot of people don't understand that, nor do they want, or do they want to understand that. But when you're a police officer and you're looking at what's happening in New York and Minneapolis and Los Angeles and Philadelphia, especially New York and Philly, which are, I mean, we're right in between both of those places. Mm-hmm. The thought of their mind is, okay, make sure everybody's off the street. We don't want the town burning. Well, unfortunately, no, no one get off the street, and it led to some arrests and it led to some skirmishes, including an Asbury Park Press journalist whose charges, the charges against him, were dropped by Attorney General Grewal, which was good. He was allowed to be there. It was just right move. It looked like I saw the video. It just looked like a lot of chaos and a lot of just stuff happening all at once. And you know, I think the Asbury Park Press, you know, there's I'm sorry, the Asbury Park Police Department. There's a video of them holding back, restraining a woman, and then eventually she goes down. There's a tackle, and they arrest two people, and they arrest the the journalist. If those three arrests prevented a night of looting and rioting, I can understand, at the very least, why it got that far and didn't go any further. Like, I thought it was really good that it didn't go any further. That being said... It'll be interesting to see what comes of this because, you know, now we're seeing videos in New York of cops smashing their own cars and smashing into department stores. So now in the back of your mind's like, oh, the Asbury Park set this up so they could arrest people. But that's not, that's just not, that's not a smart move in this town. This is a, Asbury Park is an extremely liberal town. It is, it is a gay haven in this state in terms of like the gay community. Um, haven's the wrong word there. It's a, it's a center of the gay community, I'd say, in the state of New Jersey. Um, you know, obviously there's a huge African-American and Latino population. So I know that thought is in the back of the protesters mind and it, it should be, you know, until real evidence comes out to the contrary, but very, very big oversight right there. And that oversight alone ruined what was a perfect evening up to that point. And I do think that evening would have stayed perfect if those trains were open and people could go home. So I'm, uh, obviously reading and, and catching up for everything, you know, as the third man on the show. And uh, while doing research for you right now, I, I just read a story about a Hasbury Park Press reporter who was there reporting and... That's the one I was talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, so let's let's talk more about him. What... It seems like no one's safe, right? You know, you could be caught in the middle of this and you know, I get it, I understand why we're protesting and I... I agree with it. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely do. But there needs to be some way for people to document it without being hurt. And I get that's part of the job, but like for him to be reporting and telling all these people and showing him a badge for him to be arrested. Yeah. There was no need for the journalists to be arrested, especially because right. journalists were still allowed to be out there. Um, that was that's bad police work. Yeah, yeah, that's that that absolutely is. And you, said, like, least... he, ch- check this out. Like, he, he there there are quotes from cops in here, and you know, cop asked him what he was doing. He's like, I work for Asbury Park Press. And he goes, You want some action? I'll show you some action. That's when he got arrested. Yeah, and like, that's and that's a problem. That's fucked up. That's the yeah. problem. So, who's that cop? Is this journalist now going to find that cop so that cop can be reprimanded? You know, whether it's a fireable offense or not, it's something we can debate at another time. 
But these are the things that people now, now nobody's even talking about this because people are more interested in the the the, the mass media end of it now because that's what mass media is throwing down your throat. This could be a great situation where you get that cop and you get that cop and that police and that uh, journalist in a room together, and they can either have a conversation about it, or if the cop's just a freaking shithead, which also might be the case, he fucking fire his ass. You know do how cops, many cops have tenure? Do cops have tenure like teachers? No, I don't think. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Like that, no. Okay. But look at how many cops too in the past what eight to ten days have also lost their jobs because. Um, a lot of them are right, doc you, you and i spoke about i'm sorry dan you and i spoke about this uh last week uh about about these protests how you know we're talking about the the cop who who officially murdered george floyd his uh, charges were upgraded today to oh, second good. Degree. murder two uh, still murder two, two? Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but the other three were charged as well finally yeah officially. for what accessory uh accessory, uh accessory i think it was accessory two Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check right now. As, yeah. as 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 shitty as those cops not stepping in is, I don't think the legal system has any precedent to charge them with more than accessory, right. unfortunately. And that's just all there is to it. Right. Now, if you want some legal reform, that's another protest and debate for another day. Yeah, but when we were talking about that that one officer that had his knee on on his neck, uh, we we said his face was just stone cold. You know, everyone has been going through a lot mentally, emotionally. Uh, over the past few months and we saw there was like a blank stare on his face because we don't know what was going on in his head while he had his knee on on George Floyd's neck um, but a lot of the cops that are now dealing with the looters and and the riots that are happening during these protests right now they're stereotyping because they don't they in the heat of the moment they don't know who's good who's bad yeah it's a and bad situation nobody yeah. wins Right, and we're talking about no one's safe. The media is not safe, but they've also falsely arrested an FBI agent because he was black. They they arrested a congresswoman because she was black. There was a congressman in Brooklyn or something that got that got sprayed and detained. Oh my god! I see that I didn't hear. And so also, here we go. Um, I'm sorry. So go, go ahead, John. You have Stravin's, something you want to say? Stravin's charges were were upgraded to let's see, charged with third degree is now second degree murder. Without intent, and now the other three. Without intent. Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah. here! He knew exactly what he was doing. And now, um, the other three are now charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder and aiding and abetting second degree manslaughter. Those, wow. So those are uh. Those are so, serious charges. Those well, second degree murder, aiding and abetting second degree murder is forty years in prison. Manslaughter, aiding and abetting is ten years in prison. So here's the craziest thing about this. Chauvin is 44 years old. Lane, 34. Tao, 30, uh, 34. Kang, or however you say his name. Kid is 26 years old. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, that... that brings up an interesting point. Is yeah. the 26-year-old kid not stepping in because he's – like a racist or is he not stepping in because he's freaking he's, scared of he's the youngest out. one he's, he's scared of he's influenced and he's scared to approach his senior officer for fear of losing his job and repercussion within the department it's like that in any job yeah so it's don't like, fuck with the senior people so at some point you know does maybe does that kid like one of that kid i wonder if one of these guys especially the three that aren't chauvin become whistleblowers testify against chauvin yeah become whistleblowers right. at some point with this 
Because that's I, um, the only way them those three aren't going to jail for a long time. Yeah, Chauvin's also on suicide watch. He has been for a while. Um, yeah, but, and he's sure. still he's still in, he's still in jail, right? One million dollar bail. Yeah. Yeah. They they had to keep him safe from himself and from everyone else. I mean, he, he was lost, in a, he lost everything. Yeah, he was in um what's it called uh, uh solitary I think. Yeah. Um, listen, I you know and you you brought up like a mental thing here and I got to be honest with you, I was at my mom's tonight and uh, today was really the first time, other than like Governor you know our governor Governor Murphy's addresses once in a while that I've actually watched the news. And it's just because, you know, my mom watches news. My grandmother was there. She watches news. It's just how they grew up. They watch, you know, local news, not like CNN or Fox or any of those because they're very skewed. And I'm sure everything else is too, but, you know, like local news, Channel 7, which is WABC in New York. And um, I had to leave. Um, I I actually started to get, like, anxiety from it. And I'll be honest with you. You know, a lot of people are, are really hard, hard up during this whole thing, you know, the pandemic and not having your jobs. And, um, you know, I, I'm really lucky that, you know, as the three of us are really lucky that we still have our jobs. And it's kind of kept a little bit of, you know, normalcy to us. Uh, and I, I got to be honest, like that, that normalcy is starting to break down. And I, I was fine for the first, I don't know, 60, 65 days of this whole, you know, quarantine uh, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny te- you're talking about this, man. Yeah teaching at home i was doing fine with it but in the past couple of days with all the civil unrest and everything i, I gotta be honest I, I i hate to say but it's kind of you know obviously pandemic is not the vietnam war but i feel like we're in the mid 60s yeah right and I um mean, life just, is scary right now it so is. for everybody like dude i mean i i i could i want to I, I could relate uh you know because like i'm i'm never Everyone knows I, I'm I'm not into politics. I I never get political. I really don't voice my opinions too often. I just keep I keep to myself. Yeah, but that's I your was, choice. You know, yeah. And right, wrong, or indifferent. That that's always been me. Just always been me. Keep to myself and move on. You know, I learn, but I move on. I was at Amanda's on Sunday. She was at work. I was doing stuff around the apartment, getting ready for dinner, and I'm keeping up with all the reports on what's going on. And I just started getting this knot in my stomach. And I, anxiety. yeah, I physically became scared for my mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, I'm in this beautiful town in New Jersey. It's a beautiful sunny day. There's nothing else going on around me. But what's happening all around me in the U.S. is fucking scary. In the world, it's fucking scary with the looting and the, the killing and the murders and plus the fucking pandemic. Uh, yeah, we have our jobs now, but we were talking prior to the show. Like, I'll put it out there. I don't know where I'm going to be. In, in 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 a few in a few yeah. months, let alone a few weeks. I mean, I'm a I'm Heard a musician. That, I'm a wedding performer. Who knows what's going to happen with me? Heard so that, it's dude. Been, it's been scary, and I've never in my life, I've been lucky to say I've never ever had anxiety. But holy shit, man, I, I'm scared, and I I feel helpless, and that's that's what makes it scary. I'm, that's I the word. Feel helpless. 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 That's the word. That that you was know, the word I was going to interrupt even you, Smart with. Dude, I get your anxiety. Mon- Sunday night into Monday, I was a freaking, like, you can ask my wife, I was a disaster. Because all yeah. I'm thinking about is, like, man, these motherfuckers are coming. Everybody's going to come here, and some crazy motherfuckers are going to show up, and that's want to do nothing but burn shit. And, and your town. And, and I you said it, your fucking, town's a matchbox. I live matchbook. in a goddamn matchbox. Like, Ocean yeah. Grove is a freaking 
big giant matchbox. It's a wood town. It's, it's a, the whole town, town is Victorian buildings. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, I, I, and all I'm sitting here all day is like, please stay peaceful. Please keep the message right. Please stay peaceful. Please keep the message right. So, and you know. A lot of New Jersey did keep it right. I mean, yes, even Camden yes, on the top 30 murder mm -hmm. capitals in the United States had yep. a great peaceful um, the police reform will do the, that to a town. Yeah. Yeah. The police were marching <laughs> with the protesters. Yeah. Yeah. That, that apartment got revamped six years ago. Yeah. Listen, I want to bring up one more thing. Um, and it, it added to today's stress was the weather. Um, you know, a couple couple weeks ago, we had a, we had a tornado touchdown in, in uh, actually in the town Bones. It, I'm sorry, John, in this in the town you're staying in. I'm still calling you Bones. It's okay. That's fine. You can yeah, we suck at this. Bones. We can all use our nicknames still, people. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, Rebranding takes a, a while, everyone. But um. You know, the other thing is, like, we had those tornadoes touchdown, and then today, like, we had crazy weather. Guys, do you know what a uh, Duracho is? No. Isn't that the so SUV that Dodge makes? No, it's Durango. Durango. That's a Durango. <laughs> so it's actually Duracho uh, or Duracho. So they're super strong short storms, right? And that's what we had today. And they're very rare in our neighborhood, yeah. the neighborhood in our, in our area. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't get them on the East Coast very often. And that's what we had today. Like that, like I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in science. You two know that I'm a huge science nerd. I sat in front of my computer, <coughs> excuse me, during the SpaceX launches and the dockings. I love nature. I love everything that has to do with science. Right. I get, I get that from my mom and dad and I thank them for it every day, but science nerd. can be scary like this. I was at my school today doing some stuff for graduation. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in the middle of the storm like there it was insane yeah, right yeah we had some yeah. storms roll through today i mean nothing like too crazy we had a storm roll through last night that was actually i sat outside and watched it around one in the morning some mm -hmm. nice lightning bolts in the area um uh, i've always i've always i like thunderstorms so i, I find thunderstorms to be calming and relaxing and oh soothing. i love them too no no listen i love them too but this was not a, this was not your typical storm yeah um i when the sun came out, I went for a walk and it ripped like that short storm that lasted probably no more than 10 minutes tops. The wind was so crazy. It ripped a fucking tree right out of the ground at this house right down the block from me. I, yeah. it was unbelievable. I, I showed crazy. you guys the picture. Yeah. It was crazy. literally, you saw, it was like you grabbed the, the bark of the tree and lifted it up and looked underneath the tree. It, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know what, fam? I'm going to share that picture on uh on our social media on our twitter yeah and you know it's crazy like and now it's to a point where everything's gotten so just out of control that we're bugging out about thunderstorms yeah like what did we, yeah. what what we leave with last week everybody take a deep breath and just calm the fuck down let's have some good intelligent calm. I was talking to a student today and he said straight up like you know the saddest thing about all this is that you're only getting the extreme end of it and yeah. the intelligent voices aren't being heard because no one wants the intelligent voice to be heard. Because I think the media wants this. I, I'm a firm, see, I'm a firm believer in that the media is against society and they want, and they're thriving in our crumbling and they're actually supplying like the ammunition to crumble our society is a perfect case. We could be having intelligent conversation on all these news shows, right? And all these cable news shows that all these homes get. But instead we have, we show nothing but the negative and the, and the extremes. And extremism doesn't work. The right. When shit gets done in this country and at any time, it's when level-headed people get in the middle and they work it out. Right. This is mm -hmm. not working it the fuck out right now.
Right. Okay? No. Now, on the topic of media, let's talk about social media and how social media is feeding into all the shit that's happening. I'm about to close us. all my accounts. To- <laughs> I oh my god! I, I stopped looking. I'm at on the same media, boat, man. Yeah, I'm on the same boat because, again, like I said earlier, I don't voice my opinions about what's going on in politics in the world. It's just I see what's going on around me. I learn from it and I move on. I know the difference uh, between right and wrong. And like I said to Dan last week, I don't care what color you are. We're all fucking human. We all bleed red. At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we're all Americans. But now if I'm going to share a post about this arrest or this murder, because things are happening in the world and people are going to comment on my posts and tell me that I'm wrong for sharing the post. Listen, now it's to a point where if we were friends with each other for that many years and now you're going to tell me what I can and cannot share on my own personal profile page, do me a favor and just fucking delete me or block me and just don't fucking follow me because I'm not here to start a fight with you. I'm just here to spread the news, okay? You're part of the problem. Fuck off. Yeah, the ones who are going to give me, I don't want want your opinion. I don't care about your opinion. Your opinion, like like Dan said, you are the problem. If I'm going to share a post to help educate and help share the story with other people that may not have seen it, I'm going to keep doing that. But yeah. don't tell me that I'm wrong. Don't tell me that I and have it, my head up know, my ass. Another thing that's terrible, like that. you know, when like, you know, um, the singer-songwriter I play with, Rachel Dobkin, she just put up a post on Instagram it's talking about, we want peace, peace for everybody. And she, people started ripping her apart. Mm-hmm. We're in a world where people are getting ripped apart for posting about peace. Right. That's fucking sad. How the fuck are you fixing the problem right now? Yeah. How fucking dare you think you're fucking fixing the problem if you're against peace? Right. You're part so, of the fucking problem. Here, like, here's my thing. Like, I just... I, I, don't, I don't post a lot on social media anymore. Um, a lot... It's by choice. Um, you know, I, I've talked about it before. About <laughs> my, you, man. Uh, you know, about my like mental issues and stuff and how I perceive how people think of me. That's a big thing for people who have uh, anxieties and, and mental illness. Um, and just even even like the silliest joke, like can be taken. But the wrong way. And I, like, I just can't deal with that. Like, I'd rather sit here, watch Netflix and build an RC car or practice my drums than deal with social media. And that's a good thing. Now, I'm not saying I'm not addicted to my cell phone, and that is something I'm working on because I'm absolutely addicted to my cell phone. Um, but social media-wise, like this whole thing with social media, I just it's kind of helped me get get away from the cell phone, except for like Pokemon Go. <laughs> of all oh, the man. things to still you're, do, you're back you on that? fucking Pokemon Go? Are you Dude, fucking I, kidding me, bro? Oh, I love man. it. I don't know what it is about it. I just I. I don't know. Uh, when I'm bored, I'll open it up and I'll catch a fucking, I don't know. I'll never rain. forget when that came out. Get, for the, for like the week it came out and it was huge. Gabby oh, and Asbury I, must have been insane. Uh-huh. Gabby and I went to Red Bank. We were still living either, I don't know if we were in Lakewood or Howell at the time, but we went to Red Bank to take a walk, just to take a walk down by like the park. And it was legitimately people, and for those of you in radio world or podcast world, I'm holding my phone in front of my face. And it was just kids doing this mm-hmm. and walking around blindly not paying attention to traffic not paying attention to any of their surroundings and i look at guys like i could i'm gonna run somebody over if i keep driving around here like people are just yeah. staring at their phone this is the worst people did get run that over. ever yeah. fucking happened to, to phones <laughs> i got one for you 
I and this is like I, I'm not I'm no I don't do that. Like I just pull it out when I'm bored. I don't walk around my phone. Like if I'm sitting somewhere, like oh whatever, let me see if I can catch something, right? Or like there's a gym at the school and I always beat the kids at the gym because I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, it's fun to do with your students. That's that's it is, and they get so pissed. They yeah. get they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like DJ Grilly Bear because that's my name on it because a student named me that years ago. DJ Grilly Bear is gonna own this gym every day that they're school in DJ session, Grilly and there's Bear. nothing you can do about it because I am all that is Pokemon trainer. Okay, but listen, wow. like I I had vivid memory. July, what was it three or four years ago when it came out? Something right, like that yeah. I'm walking in the city. I just, my sister was in town. She was working at a bar. I'm walking home or to the train or whatever the hell I was doing. And uh, I almost get tackled by a group of people running. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, we're playing Pokemon Go. There's a Charizard down there. We got to run it. I'll get it. I'm like, oh, I, I, I play, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to run across the town. <laughs> no, no, oh I, I, I don't do that. Now listen, if you do that and listen, this game and, and this game brings you joy, by all means go you go run and get that fucking Charizard. It's fine. I just walked a Charmander until I was able what, to. What is a Charizard? Is that some sort of Pokemon dessert? That's like the orange dragon, bro. So Charizard oh, is from the first okay. generation of Pokemon. When you start when you started the Pokemon games, you are allowed to have th you had to choose between three Pokemon. A grass type, a water type, and a fire type, right? It was Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander. Charmander evolved into they all evolved two times, right? So Charmander, Charmander evolved into something else, which evolved into Charizard. The Charizard was like the biggest thing ever. I only know a Charizard because he uh showed up in Super Smash Brothers. Yes he did. That's Char how I know Charmeleon, that's, that's know. it. Charmeleon is the middle one. Mm. That's the only reason I know some of these Pokemon because I used to play Super Smash Brothers in college a lot, and I would get my ass kicked a lot in Super Smash Brothers. This is the second shit, time man. Super Smash yep. and brought up my life today. One of my students hopped on. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, man. Sorry, I was running late. I was playing on Nintendo Switch uh, Super Smash Brothers with all my friends. I was like, "Fucking Smash, That's dude!" Crazy, oh! Right? <laughs> and I was telling them all about oh. Smash '64, like the mm -hmm. OG, and then I pulled, I went on YouTube and pulled up the intro, and he was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all in the game. I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. Does, does Kirby still turn into a weight and crush people? He goes, yeah, fucking a. <laughs> and then we went on a then we went on a Mario Kart fucking nerd out session. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what? Going back to what we we're saying about what's going on in the world, I would rather live in a world where a bunch of kids were running around the streets catching Pokemon rather There's than running around. And not, instead of running around with bricks and bats in their hands. Fucking A, dude. So let's let's try and stick to the positive. And for all you, all you listeners out there, again, I've been saying it week after week. Us here at the Fourth Wall Pop Network, we're trying to help give you guys an escape from what's going on in the real, real world. I know we're talking about it, but we're trying to keep it positive. So let's continue now with the positive talk. So we're talking about Pokemon Go. If that's something that's helping you escape from it, that's awesome. Now, John, you were talking about this new band, well, it might not be new, but it's a new band to me personally. The band Ghost. I cannot believe you have never heard. Yeah, of I've never Mr. heard Ghost's of this band like Ghost. Five, ten years now, They've been around dude. For a while. Tell dude. us about this band. Ghost. All right. So Ghost is. When I first heard of Ghost, I thought it was just a gimmick metal band, right? I was like, the fuck. It's like a lot it was of kind of tendencies to them. War, Slipknot okay. tendencies. Alice they all Cooper. Like with the drama. yeah, they're okay. like the band is a, a bunch of ghouls, right? And they're unnamed ghouls. And until this past album or so, even the lead singer didn't have a name, but he actually um, 
he actually is uh he's named now uh Tobias Forge. Um Okay. He's Papa Emeret no is Papa Emeritus in the band, right? So they they're all in these like uh these ghoul costumes. They're from Sweden. And they are a they started out as kind of like like a I, I want to say progressive just because they, you know, their their albums definitely have uh, a common theme of the devil and death, and worshiping Satan. Which I'm I'm a Jew, you know, we don't really believe in hell, but whatever, man. Um, the music is so fucking good. This mm-hmm. last album that came out, they did a commercial pop, a commercial pop metal album, right? And I gotta tell you, like, I'm so happy for them that more people know about them, and they're just. They're just good. The song Dance Macabre, I can listen to that song for hours on repeat. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, dude. It's a good jam. And it's funny because, you know, when Ghost put out the new album, you know, it was the, you know, the Moneymaker album. They've had, what, they have two or three albums before this one? There are, uh, there are four albums. Okay, so three before that. You know, and they said it was a lot more theatrical and almost like more Sabbathy, the old style, like very sludgy. And I would like that. to point out, as a band director, that I love. I think it was the album uh, Opus Eponymous, right? I think it's the first album. There is a saxophone solo in the middle of a metal song on that fucking album. Nice. There is, dude. Absolutely. They were very good. They were a band that was. They were not. Afraid, their friends is not afraid to like try different things and theatrical. And yeah. you know, I always. You always, you know, you don't know what to expect when the band goes tries to go commercial. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make some money so they can freaking live comfortably and send their kids to college. Like that's completely understandable why you try to make an album like that. It's just usually it, a lot of times it doesn't work, and I'm very impressed with how Ghost made it work. Who uh, produced their most recent album? Oh, uh, Tom DeLegney. Tom DeLegney. Okay. Yeah. Man, who's? Got, I mean, he's he's yeah, amazing. He's a great producer. Yeah. And he, he got Rammstein, Pixies. Uh, Opeth, versatile. Yeah, versatile. By the way, the best producers that, are versatile. They that is a guilty pleasure of mine. What, Opeth or Opeth? Opeth. 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 Okay. Oh no, no, I can't say there's anything guilty about Opeth, right? I fucking is love that a guilty. Thing? If you look at me, now I know we're podcast, you can't see, but if you look at me, I do not look like your common Opeth listener. <laughs> John, I'm not gonna lie, you have a long beard and you're bald. Okay, <laughs> I listen to Opeth. <laughs> <laughs> you fit the mold perfectly. I thought you were going to say Rammstein. Yo, Rammstein uh, is awesome, dude. I like Rammstein. I, I want to. I've always wanted Blast. to see Rammstein for their for their Blast live show, which apparently is insane. It's out of control. They just mm-hmm. they burn shit all the time. There's fire everywhere. It fucking rules. Yeah. Got another very theatrical. One of my students saw Rammstein. And Ela just said it's one of the best shows he's ever been. He's been to a lot of shows for a young kid. His parents take the shows a lot. And he said Rammstein was is easily one of the best, and he's going to see him again. Nice. So I, 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 I that one, what was it, Duhast, right? Yeah. Duhast. I can't believe we were in middle school, man. Remember that shit? It, it oh was. And God, was I, I had to be honest school. with you, wow. I was still young and impressionable. And, you know, my mom mm-hmm. and dad heard me listen to the song. I'm like, you really shouldn't be listening to that. Because they, they did have some issues with, like, people thinking that they were, like, the you know, they had anarchy the and, 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 and shit like that. Yeah, that's not not Nazis. What do they call them now? Um, it was well, mass neo Nazis, neo Nazis. They had some of that stuff. You know, because oh, these guys bring it, and they're just you know, I you know, obviously it didn't do anything to their career. They've been a band for twenty five years, so people like wise right. up to it, right? 
Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want to go see them for a live show. I got to see this. Apparently, they're doing it inside now. Like, the past couple tours have been in arenas. I thought they were playing. I thought they were playing stadiums this tour. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're playing MetLife, dude. That that makes sense. Yeah. What's well, up, John? I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to start going to see bands live again. But we are going to be able to go see sports live pretty soon. Not all sports. Don't get me fucking Not started. All, no, I can't get you. I know, baseball. but so but, bad at uh, baseball. There man. was a report today, uh, coming out of the state of Florida. St. Petersburg, that, uh, say, right? Uh, actually, the, from the uh, reported in the Tampa Bay Times, it looks wow. like uh, Governor Ron DeSantis announced that phase two of a three-phase process will begin shortly. There's no time frame, no deadline, no dates yet for this. But the new phase will include allowing up to 50% capacity for movie theaters and sporting events. Now, as we've talked about uh, in, in the past, uh, professional wrestling and UFC have, or pretty much combat sports in Florida, have been dubbed. Uh, and what, 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 what was so funny? I missed I mean, it. Think about it. Those are the two sports that the you two, can transfer. Shouldn't be. Yeah, that you can. And I get, you know, listen, know. AEW. I'm not going to talk about WWE <laughs> here because I thought what they did was born to shit for a long time. Yep. AEW did it right. They social distance mm-hmm. everyone and everything. And I, mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job. Um. You know, UFC, I mean, obviously there is, I mean, there there is um, bodily fluid contact in wrestling. You want to talk about body fluid contact? And you, I mean, UFC is like the poster child for what you're not supposed to do. Right. But, I mean, they, they, they were testing everyone. I get it. What I do it's like what WWE did. Test. Yes. Yeah. And what I did like what WWE did, the plexiglass. You liked it? I fucking hate it. I hate it is such an glass. eyesore and it's a distraction. Oh, yeah, I hate how the lights shine off the plexiglass. I hate that. I agree. I agree. But if you're trying to show that you can make this work, the plexiglass works. <clears throat> AEW should have done that right away. I'm not saying they probably didn't think about it, right? Oh, we're socially distanced. We're fine. I still don't get what the plexiglass yeah. does. You're still breathing the same fucking air. Right. But well, the, those are people in the crowd. The performers right. are blocked. That, that I, doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It just seems like a waste of fucking money. Yeah. You're going to open I, to 50 to spend, just open the fuck up, make people wear face masks, and you're done. Boom. Okay. I, I, uh, yeah. I, would, ag- I would agree, but let's go back to uh, about a week ago at the end of Monday Night Raw when they had to pull apart Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. All of the Performance Center superstars that were behind the glass ran, ran around it. It all came into the ring yeah. anyway. So what's the point of the fucking no, no, plexiglass? No, 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 no. The plexiglass is not for this. I think they're using the plexiglass to show government to show that, that they can it. make right. this work. So you, you start putting on live events again. You have the plexiglass blocking the performers. They do it in hockey. Top, yeah, well, you have pucks flying at you. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, but either way, I'm just saying, they already do it in one sport, mm-hmm. so why not do it at all? Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was going to say... Done, but it's not done in hockey for... It's done in hockey because of safety, because of, of a actual puck safety thing. It has to be. But done isn't in this? But this is safety also. But what right? is it preventing? Getting the athletes sick? I don't know. They're I don't know. Fucking You're right. They're still in the <laughs> ring with each other. That's fine. Sweat with each other. They're tested. They're tested. There's no direct contact from a close fan that might have it. Oh, who the fuck I get cares it. If yeah. they Before have we it? move on from this part of wrestling, I would just like to 
shout out Jessamine Duke, who has been an absolute joy to watch in the crowd during <laughs> Raw and all live events. Uh, She's in the background doing the most goofy fucking mm-hmm. shit, and I fucking love it. So you're saying they Thank you, Jessamine Duke. I have been watching yeah, you <laughs> and not what's going on in the room. What'd you say? Is he saying they, they found, they a, use found for. a use for? I like that. Oh, you want to fuck with her? She'll right. destroy I'm you. I'm not saying she can't kick my ass. I'm just saying she's not a very good professional wrestler. All right. So I, anyway, I know well, full well that she, if Jessamine Duke and me got in the friggin' Ray with each other, she would fucking have me say probably Uncle choke in you three out. seconds. And she's got like a ten me. pack. She yeah. would have, she'd have me saying Uncle in three seconds. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, all right, so anyway, Maybe so as I was saying. By the way, though, if she's oh. doing entertaining, funky shit in the crowd, then should she be bringing that to the ring with her? Thank you. There it is. Thank you. There it is. If it's okay. entertaining uh, in the crowd, <laughs> it's probably going to be entertaining, entertaining in, the in the ring, too. <laughs> right. Maybe she's not a horsewoman. Maybe she has a different character she should be. She doesn't she's a, she's to a be total nerd. Baszler. I don't know if you follow her. I don't know if you follow her Instagram. She's a gamer and everything. Nerd. Yep. Oh, the fucking team up with Oscar or something. Like fuck. Yeah. You know, you know that? who she would be good with? Uh, uh, Nikki Cross. And I know that I know Nikki. Nikki's with. That's gonna. They're gonna turn on each other. Yeah, hell, that's gonna break. That's not gonna mm-hmm. be forever. Which yeah. Is, you've been blissed for a, what? You've had a year now. Almost. Uh, almost. About us. Uh, so yeah. Pretty much since right Wrestling after WrestleMania of last man. year. So yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what I was saying was, so Florida already deemed uh, combat sports an essential business. Uh, and we were, uh, Doc and I were talking last week about NHL starting up with their 2014 playoffs for the Stanley Cup, and there is talks about NBA possibly going to Florida as well. So this is possibly some good news. So we had uh, Doc and I talked about this. We talked about one point, uh, NHL bringing back the 2014 playoffs, and they're going to be playing in empty arenas. And, I, I again, me not being a sports guy following hockey or basketball, football, I asked Dan, I'm like, Dan, from a sports fan point, point of view – if there's no crowd in these in these uh, these ice rinks in these rinks, what happens to the home team advantage? There, there is, is no more home it team matters, advantage. It matters least in hockey because right. hockey moves so fast they, and it's so right. physical that you can't even. You, there's no possible way a hockey player could focus on what's going on in the crowd. It's right. just it, it, that they can't. It's just it's just a sport. And yeah. when you watch like the playoffs, that that's always the sport where there's the most upsets in the playoffs because mm-hmm. home ice. The old hall I see, it's like I told you last week, it means you get the last line change. Yep. Now, I think right. basketball is a little different because, you know, basketball, you're getting the the music being played while they're going down to court. You're getting the, the crowds. That, the game moves a little slower, so the crowd noise can affect you a little more. Um, same with football. I mean, football is a huge because, you know, when a team's on defense, they, the crowd's usually going nuts in football. So football's a big one. Baseball, I don't think home in the playoffs – Home field advantage definitely means something in baseball in terms of the fans. And obviously, home field advantage will always mean something in baseball because you get last slicks. But that doesn't matter if you get last slicks if you're at a neutral site or at City Field or Yankee Stadium. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's going to matter in the quality of the game either. Like, I watched the Bundesliga games and they pipe the sound in. It's a little weird, but it still works. You know. Oh, by the way, we learned last week, girl, that Bones <laughs> loves the word Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Oh, Bundesliga that, is a great word. That makes word. me laugh. Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it, it's funny you talked about the the Florida announcement though is fifty percent because the NBA and MLS are all but officially coming back to Orlando. I think MLS actually is official. 
Um, an MLS one is weird because they're not doing a playoff tournament. They're just essentially continuing their season in Orlando for a couple weeks with a tournament. Yeah. And then after it's done, they're going back to their home grounds and they're going to continue the season until the MLS playoffs and the MLS Cup. The NBA is doing this weird-ass 22-team tour, which is actually weirder than the NHL tournament, that I read multiple articles on today, and I still couldn't quite grasp the rules of how it worked. So I, <laughs> I don't think anyone to, can. Dude. I can't wait to watch Sports Center tomorrow and get like you know like one of their guys to break it down for me because I don't quite understand how the twenty-two team tournament works yet. The only thing I know about all these tournaments is that all our teams are not in it because the Knicks and the Devils both suck. That's earned. I want to ask you guys a question. Why do you think Florida State is the only state that has deemed any kind of sport an essential business? In this case, it was combat sports, UFC, AEW, WWE. And now they are the first state to allow 50% capacity for sporting events. Well, it's Florida. (laughs) Does Florida. It's Florida. But does the state of Florida possess more arenas, stadiums, rinks, yeah, there is four a lot teams. Of, there is a lot of sports down there. I mean, you so could that, put, you, the MLS okay. and the NBA are going to be at Disney at the same time doing their shit to tell you mm-hmm. how much, okay. just, just to give you the Disney end of it alone. But you got, you got, think about it, you got, or those are the Disney complex in Orlando, and then you have the Magic Arena, Amelie, oh. which isn't even a part of the Disney complex. You have, in St. Petersburg, you have Tropicana Field, which is a giant mm-hmm. indoor dome baseball stadium. And then you have the Lightning Arena across in Tampa Bay. You have that place where USF plays, where they held the 1995 Royal Rumble, um, the Sun Dome. You have all the, the venues Sun in Dome. Miami. The Marlins, the Marlins Ballpark has a retractable roof. The the, the the you have the Heat Arena, the Heat and the Panthers playing two different arenas. And then there's all the little arenas in between. You know, and then you have the Jackson, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville, arena too, Jacksonville. T- Tampa Bay. And then AEW doesn't mm-hmm. even use the arena in Jacksonville. They use the amphitheater next to it next as their right. home nice base. Place. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that is a part of it. If Florida State has a big arena, University of Florida has a big arena. Like, there is, the, like, you know, um, maybe California is the only other state in Texas that are uniquely mm-hmm. qualified to have that many things. California's not going to do Florida. it, though. I just think they don't give a yeah. fuck as much. I don't think Ron DeSantis gives a fuck as much. Right. Um, not to bring politics too much into it, but it's a, it's a red state, and COVID's been, COVID warrior's been more of a blue thing, in, mm-hmm. in, just in my observation. Uh, and I'll leave that at that. But I think it's more lines of uh, they don't give a fuck, and they realize, <laughs> hey, if no one else wants to make the money, we'll make the money because we know people are going to watch. We'll make the money. And it's what it's all about. It's all about getting started again mm-hmm. and getting and getting a restart going. And also for baseball in Florida, all the spring training facilities in Florida. Right. Yep. Now, another thing the Tampa Bay Times reported on, on the same topic is that other social gatherings like bowling alleys and concerts will be allowed to take place at 50% capacity. So I wonder if we're going to start seeing some. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to see. You're not going to. The band's never going to book a tour where they can't sell out a room. Yep. It's not. It's a way. They're they're not, they're not going to make money. Thank you. Never. Gonna I, I was going to say. I was going to say. Do you, uh, do you think we'll start seeing some tours maybe being scheduled again? But as, uh, us all being musicians, I agree. I you know would. It could be rather... cool. You get someone like like you know. I know. Um, uh, Smarky and I are big fans of the old ninety sevens. Mm-hmm. There's Saner Rhett Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with them, Bones, but you should check them out. Great um, 
countryish alt country band, but you know whatever, great songs. Rhett Miller is their songwriter, and he does a lot of solo acoustic tours. I think you might see a lot of those guys who have that ability maybe do some acoustic shows at smaller venues. You know, like there's no reason why the Saint in Asbury Park can't you know put 75 people in a room right now if that's legal by the grounds of the state of New Jersey. Right. So I wanna I wanna touch on this. First and foremost, we're talking. I know we're talking sports, and I, I do. There is some sports stuff I do want to talk about. Sorry, that was my phone, guys. My stop watching porn, right. dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have been really enjoying all of the online concerts that have been happening, whether it be a pre-recorded thing like Dave Matthews has been doing, or like Ben Folds on Friday nights. He's stuck in Australia, so every Friday night he gets on and does a free concert on YouTube. If you're mm-hmm. part of his Patreon or whatever, he he'll jump on whatever he can and like take your request. Which is awesome. I'm a big I'm a big Ben Folds and Ben Folds Five fan. I think they're a wonderful band. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of people that are doing it. You know, Josh um, Ritter, man. Josh Ritter's Josh Ritter on Tuesdays. Awesome. Dude. Talk about a fucking songwriter. Um, who who's about Sturgill's gonna do one from Mother Church uh, this week? From where? Which is awesome. Mother Church, man. Ryman Auditorium. Um, I never. I do. I've never heard that nickname my whole life. Yeah, man. That's its nickname, Mother Church. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hey, dude. Yeah, they, they, uh, everyone down there calls it. Every time I've been to a show at Ryman, they call it Mother Church. Oh, it's a redneck nickname. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like it, so that's why I call it that. I like um, that nickname, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I there's been a lot of music happening. I mean, the Dead and Dead and Company, Fish does mm-hmm. something every week. Like, right. there's so much great music. And musicians, like, a lot of famous musicians, like, took it on themselves to entertain us during this thing. And it's been awesome. And I'll be sad to see it go. When all this happens, if it goes, I don't think it'll go. Um, why, so, why would they stop doing it? All right, the content's awesome. Be, uh, honestly, that's probably gonna—they'll stop. You're talking about stopping like the, the online stuff, right? The the online concerts. It's gonna be because uh, I think it's a lack of time. If they're able to start getting back to touring and stuff, they're not gonna have. No, time I'm talking to even the pre, like the all concerts. the Dave stuff has been like concerts from the oh, past. It's been- Oh, well, oh yeah, if stuff awesome. like that, if, yeah. if they have someone just to run Same that, Ritter, yeah, a lot please of do it. Been concerts from the past, a lot. Of okay, it. Yep. Yeah, we're no, actually we're just... missing the Dave show tonight to yeah, record. Uh, it's a it's a very famous show uh, from 1999 called Listener Supported from, from the, the Continental Airlines Arena. Yes, that's that was my first Dave album I ever listened to. Yeah, well, that's why I wasn't so interested in seeing it this week. I was like, oh, I've watched this show at nine trillion a, times. A million times, right? Yeah. And yeah. listen to it front, hey, uh, front, front to back over and over and over. I want to get back to sports because I want to talk about how fucking stupid Major League Baseball players you need. Has, um, oh, they're being greedy. It's always baseball, man. It's always money, 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 money. Oh. So basically, the league came to them with like an 88 game season. I'm sorry, it was like 82, 82 88 game season. 82, 82. Okay, reduced pay, obviously, because you're only playing 82 games. And they said no. And then the players' association comes to them with a 114 game season there, and with no additional salary salary cuts, which is reject, rejected by the MLB. I get that. At a 114-game season, they'd be playing the fucking World Series at Christmas. So let, let's talk about this. Sports players. Do sports players have the same responsibilities to their fans as musicians as far as in a time of need giving people a um, an outlet? Yes. NASCAR figured it out. Yes, they do. Absolutely. You're an entertainer. 
and and it's that's part of responsibility of being a high so end entertainer. Are, are athletes athletes are entertainers? <laughs> are they providing yeah. entertainment for us? They are. That's, mm-hmm. I'm just that's asking. A fucking you. entertainer. Okay, so why why is baseball being so greedy? They always are because there's no salary cap in baseball, and everything's mm-hmm. guaranteed money. Like NFL contracts aren't guaranteed money. You know? you know, it's funny. I was actually looking at MLB contracts. Do you know who the uh, so biggest contracts in history? Right, A Rod. No, Stan. Even... Stan's number one now. John Carlos Stan, right? I'm talking of all time. Of all Peter. time, Trout is Trout number one now. Mike Trout. Trout. Four hundred and thirty million dollars. Number two. Bryce Harper. Harper. Harper's number two. Three hundred and thirty million dollars. So Trout, Jersey. Trout, he seems Trout's so such a low maintenance dude. I feel like he would go play baseball for free. He gets paid he that much money because he's the best fucking baseball player since like Willie Mays. He's great. He's amazing. But he's, I mean, and the list keeps going. So let, yeah. let's let's talk about it. Let's do the top. Okay, <coughs> excuse me. Allergies and nuts. Stan. So number third, three. Right? Stan so, third. John uh, Carlo. I say it right. Uh, yeah, John Carlos Stan. John Carlos Stan number three at. Three hundred twenty-five. Let me see million. if I can guess them. Hold on. Let me see. Number four. Is Kershaw four? Nope. Is it a retired player? Uh, I think so. It's a Rod. No. Uh, Manny it? Machado. Oh, Machado. That's right. Yeah, Machado. San. It's the Padres con. The yep. Padres gave him a stupid fucking contract. Three hundred million. And so I don't overrated. think he's living up to it. Yo, he's not even close. He's so overrated, Machado. So who's after Machado? Zach is. It's either Kershaw or a Rod. It's a Rod. Two hundred seventy-five okay. million. After that, active or retired? I think it's, it's probably his last season. Probably his last season. Man. Or last season, I think. No, 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 it's not. I'm looking at. I'm looking one down. I'm sorry. My bad. It's not. It's someone recent. It's a very young kid. Very young West Coast team. Kid is that Kershaw? Nope. No. Who else? Are Pujols. No. Uh, Pujols Nolan Arnando. Oh, Nolan, Ar- Nolan Arenado's got a deal like that. I didn't know Nolan Arenado. I forgot, I forgot about his big old deal. That dude's a beast, Arenado. After that is the other Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> the other Alex Rodriguez? No, it's the same dude. A-Rod's I know it got, is. I know a- it is. A-Rod got two monster contracts in his I know. fucking career, dude. 252. That guy's rolling in it. Uh, after A-Rod 2. Is... A-Rod 2 would be, uh, let's see. I was A-Rod's 252. Is Kevin Brown before that? You no. have the, the two you keep saying are not even on the list. I thought Kershaw was higher up than that. I guess not. So, uh, uh, you know what, man? Grinky? Is Grinky I'm on sorry. The I'm looking at this list, and this list is from March 19th, 2019. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I don't think it's changed since then. I got no, it. Hold no, on. What, no one's no Oh, one's yes, it has. It has a little bit. Okay, so after Stanton now is uh, Garrett Cole. Oh yeah, the Yankees fucking gave that three twenty four. Dude, the Yankees back the back the Brinks truck up to his fucking house. Yep. After that is Machado at three hundred. Then Nolan. Then Cabrera. After oh, Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, that's oh fuck, that was it. Yeah, Miguel Cabrera. He's at two hundred forty eight. Holy shit. After Cabrera. Team. Washington. Uh Strasburg. Yes. Yeah. Two forty five. After that, uh, Angels. Pools. Rendon. Oh yeah, that's right. They just signed Anthony Rendon. I forgot about him. Yeah. Then then uh then a Met who signed to Seattle. 
Oh, um, Robinson Cano. Signed with Seattle, I should say. Yeah, if they freaking Seattle backed a freaking bunch of money up to Cano too. Yep. Then Pujols, then Votto, Price, Scherzer, and I think that's more than ten. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's... Who did you keep saying that I didn't? Kershaw. Say I thought Kershaw got freaking freaking bank. How much money does that some bitch make? I do not see him even on this list. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, some of these numbers are the, the, these numbers you're, you're throwing out here are pretty ridiculous. And... Seven years, two hundred fifteen million dollar deal he signed in two thousand fourteen. Kershaw. All right, so he's in between David Price and Max Scherzer. I'd be okay. happy with a third of that. Right, money. a third. <laughs> I'd be happy with five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Bones and yeah. I talked about this last week. For me, it's that if you play fucking eighty-two games, you get paid for eighty-two games. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, what's his name? That fucking. That fucking asshole from the Rays was fucking oh Blake Snell, he fucking was on there. Blake Snell can throw; he's a great pitcher. He's just a fucking shithead. Um, he's just on there saying, "Oh, we're just taking a risk going out there." Let like, me pull up my calculator real quick. Sport. Hold on, hold on, hold there on. There's a sport: the social distance, and it's fucking baseball. Okay, let me pull up my calculator real quick. I'm gonna go with Mike Trout since he's the highest player until 2030, right? Okay. How many games are in a, uh, an average? 162 game season. Okay, 162, right? So hit. So if you take 460, uh, 426.5 million dollars divided by, I guess it's 10, right? It was a 10 year deal he signed. Yeah, it sounds. Okay, so about hold right. on. Yeah. 426.5 million, right? Divided by 10 is. That's not right. Let's. Oh, here, here the average yearly is here too. So let's let, let's say thirty five point five million or thirty five million dollars is his average. One hundred and sixty two game season divided by one hundred and sixty two. In a regular season, per game, per game, two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Okay, I'll take you one step even further. Right, two sixteen. We pull my calculator out. Divide that in half. Divide that by four. $216,000, divide that by four. He makes $54,000 each time he steps up to the plate. Yep. Okay. Now, that is the extreme high end of it. Okay. For Let's me, take someone from the bottom of the list. Half, you just cut your salary in half for one year. One Let, fucking yep. year, guys. Let's take someone who's making close to just a million dollars a year. The last person to make <coughs> on this list is a one-year deal for Brad Boxberger, who plays for Miami, right? He's the lowest-played player in Major League Baseball? No, he's the last one on this list to make a million dollars before you go under. Under okay. him is Kyle Ryan, who has a one-year deal with Chicago Cubs for nine seventy-five, right? Okay. million dollars divided by 162, right? Yep. That is still, wow, it's $617 a game. That's still fucking good. It's six hundred seventeen dollars a day, man. Fucking that doesn't hey, make sense. Hold on, I think I did that wrong. I make. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's six thousand. It's it's six thousand one hundred seventy-two dollars a game. Okay, it's, it's, <laughs> even if it was the other one, that was awesome. <laughs> that's that's a lot of fucking money. Right, and that's where we're and that's what's like, and this is where baseball puts themselves in a really fucking no-win situation because if they don't, if they're the only sport that doesn't come back. You're gonna have a repeat of '94. And like I said last week, you're not going to have Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, and steroids to save you this time. Nope. Right. 
they're going to have to find another way out of it. That's the thing with baseball. Baseball, no sport bounces back like baseball. Even like a lowest paid player on this list makes $3,000 a game. Right. So like 1919, the Black Sox scandal happened. Yeah. And they thought it was going to ruin baseball. And then the dead ball era ended. Babe Ruth showed up, took care of that. Was problem. the Black Sox a team where all the players committed suicide? No, that was a team where they all committed gambling. That was in the 1800s, right? I don't know anything about a team that committed suicide like that. That's yeah, a couple players committed suicide because of the gambling. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe a couple of players committed suicide. Bro, inning one of Ken Burns baseball. That The Black Sox were not in inning one of Ken Burns baseball. It's like inning three. Okay. Well, I think it was inning one. Okay. Either way. Um, but Sorry. They were rescued, but Babe Ruth rescued baseball. 1994 strike. Everybody was pissed off. The home breaking Babe Ruth's home run record saved baseball. Well, I guess right. Roger Maris's home run record by that point was- saved baseball. But you know, with that with that era of baseball is tainted because of the steroids. What's going to save baseball this time? Your biggest star is Mike Trout, and Mike Trout doesn't do publicity. Mike Trout. He's very up, he's a very secluded guy, right? Mike Trout shows up, plays baseball, goes home. That's awesome. The Millville Meteor, baby. So. You know what's funny? We're talking about baseball not coming back. And I have uh, two friends of mine who, um, and, you know, online, I I collect things. Um, You know what has started to become active again is uh, card collecting. Dude, I read about it all the time. I was like, I got to sell all my fucking cards, dude. So it's it's getting big. Um, And it's only a few of the companies that make cards that their cards are are, are rising again. Um, Tops is not one of them, I think. Um, uh, 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 I think Top still makes cards, but I think no, they do. But I'm saying like Don Russ cards are going up. Don Russ is the big one right yeah. now. Yeah. Um. So it, like, there's it, it's pretty cool, and like the cards are selling for a decent amount now. Yo, you guys have to come over one day, and I got to show you the boxes and boxes I have in the garage. Of I only come for baseball horse, horse. cards. I'll take hockey them. hockey cards. I'm, you could buy them. I've had these things for fucking years. Dude, I don't even know what I have in there. Bro, bro, do you have a Honus Wagner? I guarantee you I have like a Ken Griffey Jr. fucking rookie card in there somewhere. Listen, if you got a Griffey, dude, that's not worth anything. I'll it's not worth anything like, anymore. I'll give you like $15 for that Griffey rookie. All right, well, hey, no, I'll take you. got a Honus you Wagner? Know, this is the non short I don't know. I don't know Wagner, what I have in Honus there. Wagner, listen, listen. Honus Wagner, he was like some scrub who played for... The Pirates back in like uh, like the 1900s and they messed up his terrible heart. terrible terrible player. Um, may or may not have been racist. Who knows? And mm. uh, oh, bro, he was a he was a actually Honus Wagner is actually known as as one of the better people in Major League Baseball. He was actually a good dude. He was a terrible mm. ball player though. He he barely barely hit 250. I'll take that card for ten dollars if you have it. Yeah. Well, you guys I'll give come you over 20. and I got to show you the boxes <laughs> I have of of friggin' trading cards of all sports and just see what I have in there because Sparky I'm sure I'm great. sure I have a gold mine in my garage right now of, Sparky, of, you know of trading great. cards. Say I could probably buy that Griffey rookie off of Bowen for $15 and he wouldn't know any better. Nope. I mean, no idea <laughs> I'll do my own research, bro. I'll do my own research. Sorry, gri- a good, gri- a good uh, a mint condition, like grade 10 Griffey rookie can fetch like up and up to four figures. Okay. Like a, a seven, six or seven grade, you can get like three, four, five hundred bucks maybe for it. I think. I think I was reading it the other day, and then um, the Honus Wagner card we speak of is like a, if it if it's in 
a decent condition, it's like a half a million dollar car. They, they say there's maybe 12 of them left in the world. Yeah, because you want to know why... And by the way, Honus Wagner was not a racist at oh, all. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Honus Wagner, actually, the reason that card only was produced so little is because he was so against smoking. Mm-hmm. And you got baseball mm-hmm. cards and cigarette packs mm-hmm. cartons back then. Oh, shit. I remember yeah. those, yeah. And he didn't want... He, he, looked, he saw it as advertising for smoking. He was so against it. That's why that card is so rare. And Honus wow. Wagner is one of the greatest baseball players ever played again. Clarify. <laughs> 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 He's probably let, on the top fifteen of every baseball list greatest all time ever made. Let me ask you. All guys right, so this. check this out. I found so Gretzky. Obviously, Gretzky has a Honus Wagner card. The Indianapolis card. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it's known as the, the Gretzky T two hundred six Wagner, right? Bones, how much do you think he paid for it? But not even paid for it. How much do you think it's worth? He sold it for. Oh, he sold it. When did he sell it? Does it say how long mm-hmm. ago he sold it? He sold his card in. I'm looking. I'm looking at the lineage of this card because cards like this have a lineage of who of right. who buys them. Um. Look at this card. Okay. God damn. Okay. So the card is worth about $110,000. Oh, that was 1987. You're oh, my God. This card's... I'm, I'm going to say... I found it. I found Oh, my God. A similar but unaltered card called the Jumbo Wagner has a near mint grade quality. It has lower mm-hmm. quality edges. Edges are what it's what it's about. What it's about, right? It's graded PSA five, which is not bad. What are you looking at, Gretzky or Wagner? No, no, no. It's Gretzky owned the Wagner card. Oh, Gretzky's Wagner. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. This is not. This is a separate card, and this one sold for two million. So I think Gretzky's two Indianapolis. Million. I think Gretzky's Indianapolis playing card. I think he has an Indianapolis playing card. It's worth a lot of money. There is a baseball card collection at the New York Public Library that has one. The Met has an authentic one. Hmm. Uh, the Jumbo it's been Wet- sold. The, the highest it's ever been sold for is $3.12 million. One of the for a T206 Honda Wagner card. Yes, that's the sold. In 2013, it got $3.12 mil- $3. which is the most it's ever sold for. My God. The last the oh, here we go. sale I could find was 2019. May twenty eighth. Uh, yeah, graded to one point two million. And it's crazy about it. In two thousand fourteen, it only sold for six hundred thousand. Let me ask you guys this: Why do you think professional wrestling trading cards never made it big into? into because I this collected scene. them all, and I have them in my house somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> naked men on naked men on cardstock. Hmm. Um, they're not naked. Oh, dude, there were some, there were some like, uh, some, some beefcake like Hogan cards where he'd be like this and like doing like the bodybuilding <laughs> pose. And Vince McMahon was probably in a room like mm-hmm. fucking cranking one out to it. <laughs> Next to yeah. his you know, T-Rex I, I, I have some, some trading cards, but I never got into like collecting the wrestling trading cards. I, I always wondered why that never got as big as they had wrestling baseball, trading cards basketball. in like the late, ni- yeah, late 80s, did. early yeah. 90s, the late 80s, early 90s. You could like, probably still find some like you go to Walmart or like the dollar flea market, store and find, find some yeah, the flea market. Find that that's shit. where you find baseball cards. You go to yeah. flea market, motherfucker. Yeah, but you know what? Let's 
let's uh, talk a little. One more thing about wrestling. You had mentioned Doc. You had listened to uh, Talk Is Jericho podcast. Speaking of Vinnie Mac. Yeah. yeah. You, you were listening to Talk Is Jericho and two of the most recent releases from WWE. Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, and Ooh. Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, both got their release. Uh, I have to say Zack Ryder's shirt, I'm still here, probably is no more. He uh, probably should say something like, now I'm now I'm gone or now, now I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm over here now. Um, but you had mentioned that the two of them were just uh, interviewed on Talk is Jericho. Tell us about that interview. Yeah, so the one thing I took away I want to talk about is it's something <clears throat> we've talked about ad nauseum, especially you and I, Bones, about. Mm-hmm. I bring it up a lot. You usually agree with me. Wrestlers not taking the usually bull by the you. horns. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we usually talk about it with Seth Rollins, I think, more than anybody else. He's mm-hmm. usually our, like, you know, our scapegoat for that. Right. But um, it's funny, the insight that, that uh, Myers gave, and maybe it makes help understand why Rollins isn't taking the, the bull by the horns at times. Apparently, after, at the end of, you know, at the end, WrestleMania is like the end of the year, and then the beginning of the year, they'd have their big company meeting, and executives, or this Triple H, or Vince, or Steph, would all be like, Who's going to grab the brass ring? Who's going to do it? You know, who's going to step up and be the next big guy? You know, normal business, competitive business, rah-rah talk. Well, once Zack Ryder stepped up to do it and got himself over, um, he, be- he became so much of a disruption in Vince McMahon's mind that he, 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 basically McMahon buried him for getting over. And Myers, we always suspected it. Myers confirmed it in talk as Jericho. And he essentially said they stopped having that meeting after the Zack Ryder internet phenomenon. Once Zack Ryder took that advice seriously and got over, Vince McMahon got pissed because it was affecting his plans for the stars he wanted to push. And being the petty old fuck that McMahon is, he just decided to bury Ryder for it rather than make more money and not, you know, change, not, I want to say change, but, you know, pay attention to your audience and your demographic. When you got 20,000 crazy motherfuckers cheering for Zack Ryder at Madison Square Garden at Survivor Series and the some bitch ain't even on the card, then it's time to rethink your strategy of who you're pushing. Right. And at least, you know, give them a real chance. Mm-hmm. Not a bullshit quick U.S. title run and a, a bull, you know, he won money in the bank that, or uh, uh, he won the Intercontinental he won the ladder IC match. At yeah, WrestleMania. He won the Intercontinental match. That was a nice moment for him. And then lost it the next night to exactly. the Exactly. It was fucking stupid. Yep. So that was when, that, so there's, there's, there was no payoff for him. Right. So now it's actually out there. Now that these guys are getting released and can talk, mm-hmm. it is out there that you can't just take the bull by the horns in WWE anymore like Chris Jericho did in 1999. Right. Because but, if you get over in a way that Vince doesn't like or tr- even Trip doesn't like, because Trip gave Zach shit about his haircut when he like when, when, he, when he made his switch to the, to the Long Island IZ. Right. And I'm just like, why would you give him shit about that? It was the best career move the guy ever made. It was great yeah. for him. It was great for you. Everybody should have made money there. But it just d- proves the rumors that Vince McMahon is old, stubborn, wants things his way, and gets his fucking panties in a bunch so much when something happens, something good happens that he wasn't involved in. What right. a fucking... That's, a, that's some shitty business ownership. How do people... How is he still in business? 
Uh, listen, I tend to take some of that with a grain of salt because you have your you have your wrestlers like Becky Lynch, you have your wrestlers like the Stone Cold Steve Austins who did take the bull by the horns, even if that even if they were not in in the limelight or in the eyes of creative. I think it depends on were. who you are those and how you were, go though. about it. But those two were in the eyes of creative. Becky, like, you Stone- think Becky was? Austin too, and Austin, they did not Austin, know. Austin, Austin was, was gonna get fired. Austin, bullshit. Yeah, Austin, Austin was on his way. Fuck he off. Was the Absolutely not. Austin, Austin was supposed to be Final Four in his fucking in his first Royal Rumble. The only reason he wasn't is he fucking slipped on the ring rope. If it wasn't for Austin coming out with that Austin three sixteen, if it wasn't for Austin coming out with three sixteen off the top of his head during that promo it, with Doc Henry King it's, of the Ring, yes, it would right. have happened. He but, took the bull by the horns. But he but he was booked to win King of the Ring before Austin three sixteen. Listen. This is how this is how I, I'm, I'm nothing taking nothing away from Zack Ryder. This is how I'm going to compare these two. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was at the peak at the start of an Attitude Era. They already saw there were going to be changes in WWF at the time. So once 316 said, "I just what your ass came out," Vince is like, "You know what? That's that's magic in a bottle right there." Vince, being the old man that he is, doesn't understand the internet, doesn't understand how to market himself via the internet. So when Zack Ryder came up with the internet championship and got himself so fucking over, Vince did not see that as being a profit for him because he doesn't know what he has in terms of the internet and, and, and mass media as a way to help profit his company. That's 100% right, Bones. But I'm getting back. To, I'm not letting you get away with Stone Cold though, <laughs> because Stone Cold was was booked to freaking go Final Four in his first Royal Rumble, which was I think '95 or '96. He was in the Final Four. He was supposed to be in the Final Four. But was he? He botched. But no, it? no, he, he botched. botched. He botched. He, botched. he mm. fell off the freaking rain apron when he wasn't supposed to. It was a botch. He got botched. If you go to that fucking Royal Rumble, you don't see his elimination. But wait, was he still the ringmaster at that time? And he was still yes. the fucking ringmaster. And hey, I got a newsflash for you, Bones. He, he was wouldn't booked, have gotten over I have on a his own. Fucking newsflash for you, Bones. He was booked to win the fucking King of the Ring before they knew what the fuck Austin three sixteen even was. So don't sit here and tell me that they didn't have fucking plans for him at the top. It of the It doesn't color. matter. Cool, great. Let him have plans. Let him win the King of the Ring. What's gonna happen? That's after a that? big difference. What, Zach what Ryder. Happened? There was what no happened? plans for Zack Ryder. Hold on. What happened when King Barrett won the fucking King of the Ring? What happened when Sheamus won the King of the Ring? They Not everybody wins when they win the King of the Ring. Austin would not have wins. The ringmaster would not have gone anywhere after he won the King of the Ring. Maybe he would have fought Bret Hart for the title and lost, and he would have been lost in the sauce. No more Steve Austin. No Attitude Era. But he was already in their eyes as a, as a possible top performer. Zack Ryder, or Matt Cardona, never even got to that point, despite all the work he put in. He proved he could be entertaining at the top of the card, as a top card guy that can bring money into the company, as a top revenue maker. And they didn't even get the chance, even though he proved he can do it on his own. Stone Cold was put on a platform by Vince McMahon and said, show me what you got. And he got a chance to show him what he got. And he did take the bull by the horns. And he did go, maybe he did go a little off script with Austin 316. Okay? That's awesome. And I'm happy he was able to do it. But he was in a position to succeed. He was, when you win the King of the Ring... Most people, you've named a couple people who won the King of the Ring who didn't become superstars, but most people from that era did become top of the card. Bret Hart. Owen Hart eventually would have been, if not for his death. Um, Triple H. Triple H. The Rock. Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar. These dudes all won Kurt. The Rock King won the, the King of the Ring? Oh, I'm sorry. The Rock never won the King of the Ring. Yeah, Brock did, I think. 
Brock, I'm pretty sure Brock won King of the Ring, didn't he? I'm pretty sure Brock did one year, but they did nothing with that that <clears throat> win. He was already Brock was already over at that time. You know, for yeah, you you, you get your fucking King Mabels in there every now and again. I right. understand. Oh God, King Mabel. Yeah, they they had they they were gonna friggin' book him to the moon. They put him in a fucking title match against Diesel. Awful but match. he was not over. I guarantee you, if Austin never said 316 and he never changed from the ringmaster, he could have won the King of the Ring, gotten the title picture, and never got anywhere after that. Now I'm gonna name you every King of the Ring ever. Ready for these names? 1985, Please. Don Morocco. 1986, end of his career, Harley Race. Mm-hmm. 1987, Randy Savage, champion, year later. 1988, Ted DiBiase, top heel in the company at the end of the decade. 1989, Tito Santana, hey, thanks for your service, here's a K in the ring. Bret Hart, 1991, intercontinental champion a few months later, world champion a year later. They gave him another K in the ring in 1993 when it became a pay-per-view. And he was a champion after that. Owen Hart, 94 came to the ring, was in the main event at SummerSlam that year in the best match of his fucking career. Would have guaranteed he would have won a world title. The King of Hearts, yeah. Died, right? Mabel, Dud, Stone Cold, top of the card. Triple H, top of the... Triple H was supposed to win the 96 came to the ring. Right. But he didn't because of the curtain call. Yep. Ken Shamrock, that's, that's there's one that didn't pan out. You can have that one, okay? Billy Gunn made his mark and didn't pan out. But then they got another one. Oh, wait, we got ready? 2000, Kurt Angle. 2001, Edge. 2002, Brock Lesnar. 2006, Booker T. 2008, William Regal. These were people put win these matches because they were top talent that Vince wanted at the top of the card. This is what I think. Stone Cold was not some unknown in 1996 doing something. All right. All of us here being wrestling fans since the 80s, because obviously we were all 80s babies, we know about the jobbers, and now they like to be called the enhancement talent. I feel like that is a lost art in wrestling because now every wrestler thinks that I'm going to go to WWE and I'm going to be a fucking champion. I'm going to be a main eventer. And I think that has to do with the attitude era, with Vince Russo's booking, how every wrestler has a substantial storyline. I think that kind of put that taste in a lot of the young wrestlers' uh, mouths. Because the young wrestlers that are on the indies right now that are coming up with WWE grew up during the Attitude Era when every single wrestler, including fucking Perry Saturn, who carried a fucking mop, had a storyline. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, what, that. that's what they're looking for when they go to WWE. I'm going to be over because I don't care what belt. I'm going to be over, though. So, But wrestlers... Young again. I, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a talent. I I don't know from experience, but I feel like from a business perspective, the art of being a jobber or being enhancement talent is lost. You have the Brooklyn Brawler. You have your Barry Horowitz, your Gilbergs, your James Ellsworth. But Heath Slater. Heath Slater, but he was never meant. All right, he was never meant to be. Holy crap! I forgot about uh, Ellsberg. Uh, right. Yeah, but Heath Slater. But he was never meant to be enhancement talent. But he, when he did he become was, enhancement talent, he embraced it. No, he. Please go, go listen to his interviews after he got released. He was fucking pissed. He wanted to go further. He never had the opportunity right, to. Fair. I haven't listened to any yeah. interviews. Okay, no, fair, so fair, 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 I fair. feel like every wrestler that comes to WWE, I'm going to do what I can to get myself over because Austin did it and this person did it. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be a champion. That's not the case. People have to know that there is a main event scene there's a mid card there's a low card and there's your enhancement talent if you want to be in in the industry 
Know your role. See where you're going to why fit. Why does Zack Ryder's have role. role had to be? Why does Zack Ryder's role have to be enhancements? Now? I'm not saying it has to be. That sounds again, like the it, argument you're kind of trying to make here. The argument is this: if that was what Vince and and creative had for him, he should have embraced it at the time and made it and made it his thing. Look what happened to guys like Barry Horowitz and Gilbert. Yeah, they were never made events, but, but they, they didn't got have over, anything for him at the time. He wasn't wrestling. Check this out. Over as but he wasn't wrestling, talent. Zach. Brooklyn Barry Horowitz was, was a great superstars heel. every um, fucking night. Hold on. Or every weekend. I guarantee to you, because they are good friends, that once his no compete is over, Zack Ryder will be in AEW and he will be top mid to top of the card. I'm with Mr. Smarky, 110%. WWE dropped, Vince dropped the ball. Because Zack Ryder didn't go out there. His idea of taking the bull by the horns. You said it already, and you made the best point already before, Bones. His idea of taking the bull by the horns was taking modern society and going using the internet and social media. You know, Stone Cold probably related to Vince better. He's out there saying, I'm going to kick your ass. Lost 316 says, I just whooped your ass. And he's making fun of Jake the Snake Roberts' problems. You know Vince gets off on that shit. Look at the right. Jeff Hardy segment. You know? Don't even get me started on how fucking poor, on how just disgusting that was. Why I hated did Jeff it. Hardy allow that to happen? To I himself? hated that they did the, that whole thing with Jeff Hardy. I hated it back. I hated it back with with uh, Hawk of of LOD. Oh, that I, was terrible. And too. rewatching that, that it's so uncomfortable because he, he must died. Pay, he, he must dies. Pay them, he must pay them cash like under the table to do I don't that know. shit. The dude I died. I, I said this. I said this to Maddie G when we recorded uh, Nothing to Wrestle, which is also exclusive on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, the only time that that storyline worked was when Jeff Hardy was feuding with CM Punk when CM Punk was doing the straight edge. Straight gimmick. edge. It, that then it made sense. It made sense storyline wise. But to bring it back, to bring it. Jeff to bring Jeff Hardy back after he's recovering from having a problem and came back from being arrested to come back after two weeks and all of a sudden boom he's arrested and got into the thing, a, and the event. other thing with Jeff like, Hardy that's the, that's Jeff just Hardy's disgusting been, and Jeff Hardy's been dealing with this his whole life. You know, this right, isn't something right. new for Jeff Hardy. I don't understand why Jeff Hardy's okay with it. Right. Me neither. But listen, I'm sure I'm sure AEW would welcome him with op with wide open arms. Oh hell yeah! I don't know if you guys saw the tweets from Rebby Hardy and Matt Hardy on Friday while that segment was going on. Rebby Hardy tweeted, "I'm going to throw my television out the window," and Matt Hardy tweeted, "I just want to reiterate that I am very happy working for AEW Wrestling and for Tony Khan." Like, I don't. I, I guess. Did you I guess see I Tony Khan's tweet about uh, Linda? Linda Hogan? Hogan. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. So Fucking someone needs to tell Tony but, Khan that uh, Linda and Hulk aren't married anymore. But but right. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but real quick. But going back to Zack Ryder again, I'm not taking anything away from him because I am always a Long Island I love him. IZ fan. Love the guy. Great wrestler. I think because he took it upon himself to use a platform that wasn't already. WWE. Vince didn't think about it. That's he what didn't happened. know the internet was. Vince didn't know that the internet could be such a big platform to help his business. Then you know? that's a real, that's a shitty businessman who surrounded himself with shitty fucking advisors. Right. I know. Like, I know. That doesn't even make sense. How could you be a fucking businessman in 2011 when like Long Island IC was like really hopping? Mm -hmm. 2011, 2012. How could you be in charge of a business and not know what the internet can do for you? Right. I don't know. It, it's stubborn. Smarky just said it best. John said it best. He said, you know, Vince didn't think of it. Vince didn't like it. 
You know, Austin right. 316, that's something Vince would think of, you know. Because he said ass. Ooh, he said ass on yeah, TV. Yeah, he's on it. TV, and it's edgy, and it's I like raw, it. It's raw, it's uncensored. This is like the, you know, and this is... Welcome to Monday Night Raw. And I got another thing for you, man. Austin three sixteen. That started right, right, like right around when the NWO started. They were, I think, mm-hmm. might have been like a week or so Again. apart. You yeah. Know? And and it did it. And I have Austin three sixteen. It took a while for Austin three sixteen to beat the NWO too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Vince was winning the beginning weeks. of the ratings wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it took eighty three weeks. That's right. Yep. So it's not like Vince was winning the ratings war when Austin three sixteen started. Mm-hmm. It took time. Right, and it took and it, and it took a lot. It took some fucking up from Eric Bischoff and 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 company, but it also took some time. Right, it took a lot of time for him to really truly embrace the Attitude Era. You know, Doc, I think some of our best shows are when you get me so friggin' heated. I love it. You bring the best out of me, Doc. Thank well, you. Well, I get you heated because you say things that are wrong, and I have to tell you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, even though there are a lot of changes happening here. Uh, on the fourth wall, still pop talk network. wrestling, baby. They never We're still going to talk wrestling. Doc and I are probably still going to disagree a lot. But, <laughs> I'm just uh, going to stay here on the side and yeah, judge and John's just going to be quiet on the side. But listen, uh, if you've gotten this far on the show after myself and Doc just yelled at each other through our computer screens, uh, thank you for listening to the 78th podcast, the 78th episode that myself, Dan, and Johnny have put out for your listening pleasure. Please stay tuned for all of the changes that are coming uh, to here to the show, which for now call us The Wall, um, and also to the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Uh, please be sure to follow the Fourth Wall Pop Network on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop. That's F O U R T H W A double L C A S T. No, Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh, you spelt it. That threw me off, dude. Oh, my God. Let me try it again. Yeah, it threw me Follow off. Us. Yeah, no, 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 no. That threw me <laughs> off, dude. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> All right, fine. That was supposed to be a cool little back and, you're and supposed forth to say call pop. and answer No, thing. that was fucked up. You say Pop. I say Goes the Weasel. You oh. did fuck that up. See, here we go again. Fuck it up tonight, dude. Oh my what a fight, bro. On that note, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop. Also, for right now, our show is still available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four, T H W A L C A S T. We will be, again, changing the brand in the upcoming weeks. Also, along with that, the network is bringing you guys uh, merchandise, exclusive content, and also introducing some new shows to the network. Uh, also, if you are listening to us on Anchor, check us out at anchor.fm slash fourthwallpop. And please, show your support. Uh, right now, we have uh, three-tier donations available at $0.99, cents, $4.99, and $9.99. Right now, any amount uh, that you want to donate will really help us and, and the network as a whole. The money goes right back into the show to help us produce quality content for your listening pleasure. Throughout this episode, if you heard Doc's voice cut in and out a lot, We need to help Doc get some better internet. So any money that you want to help support us with each month. No, watch your toe because all you did was cut out last freaking week, dude. You were all, you you were like, yeah, my name is JC Zones. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, that's because I was up at Fourth Wall Studios Northwest. I wasn't home. I wasn't at the home base last week. Yeah, well, Fourth Wall Jersey Shore is uh, in the middle of uh, a rainstorm right now. Yeah. So anyway, on that note, Fourth fam, Wall Central Jersey is uh, in the middle. You're in of the South city. Jersey, you are south of you are me. In south no Jersey. Central Jersey. Stop Get trying out to of pass here. yourself off as Central Come Jersey. Come on, 
on that note, follow me, please, on social media on Instagram at EM. Oh, excuse me, at EMG underscore JC Bones. Oh fuck you! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, again, I am on Instagram EMG underscore JC Bones and on Twitter at JC Bones. Also, please take a look at my percussion cover video, which has been released on behalf of Elegant Music Group. It's Go check so out good. Elegant Music Group on Instagram. If you guys have not seen it, please give it a look. Uh, please give it a like. Please give it a share. Uh, and you, again, Dad, it's, it's... Stop! You are so... <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, ho hopefully the video gives you, again, a, a little over four minutes or so of just an escape from the real world. Enjoy the video. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the performance. All right. Okay. Asshole over there with the beard and the long hair. Go tell them where they can find you. I think he was talking I to you. I said beard and long hair. No one else here oh, has hair. Oh, I didn't get game. that because you actually cut no out hair. for a second. You cut out and I couldn't hear a fucking oh, word you, you said. Full of shit. You were so full of it. <laughs> I am Dan Haas. You can find me on the Instagram, D-R-H-A-A-S-E. You can find me on the Twitter with the same handle, but Andrew. add 4WC at the end. And you can find me on Facebook, but I probably won't accept your friend request. Damn. And what about your hiking vlogs? Uh, I do have some. I got some good heart, some more good heart shorn stuff. I'm gonna be putting up soon. I actually, so funny story is my job, Lake House Music Academy. We are doing a like, they're doing like an internet TV show slash podcast thing, like featuring performances and like funny segments with the teachers. And I'm doing a segment called Dan's Don't Do's, which are don't do's in the music industry. But my boss would like me to film them all deep in the woods. So I was in heart shorn words like all week for work purposes it was mm -hmm. awesome so you'll be seeing some stuff if you follow lake house you'll see a new episode on sunday and if you follow me i'll have some extra footage from those posted up soon awesome and now to our third man john grill who was also the host of getting grilled which is exclusive to the fourth wall pop network so johnny let the fam know where they can find you and where they can hear your show and how to check it out well you can find me on anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop what was we are so is the weasel because we are exclusive uh my show is, this is such a uh, Insta instagram exclusive as far as social media you can find us at getting grilled podcast on instagram if you want to interact with me uh it's been cool i've been getting lots of lots of new followers every day which is cool lots of cool interviews on my show it's just conversations with people about their lives and how interesting they are and uh I, I've, I've done a lot of cool interviews. I'm going to have these two fools on the show soon to talk about their Oh, their oh you are? Music. You are? Yeah, I am. Oh, I didn't think we were interesting enough. You haven't invited us officially oh, yet. Well, so. you know, when I'm bored yeah. and can't find anyone, you guys can come on. Um, But uh, yeah, no, the show has been going on great. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, as of right now, it is, you know, just as long as this pandemic's going and these people have time but we'll see maybe we'll extend it out kind of like uh nothing to nothing to wrestle with Ooh, yes kinda i like it, it out. awesome so guys thank you again for joining me for another episode of the show uh so fam be sure to uh find us on all social media i'm sorry i did it again podcast platforms hit subscribe so you never miss an episode the fourth wall pop network has a google of shows for your listening pleasure we are The Wall. We also have Nothing to Wrestle, Getting Grilled, Crossroads, The DFDC Show, Big Heck and Wade Adventures, Big Heck's Anime Adventures, and even more coming your way. So be sure to check us out. We are on every 
uh, podcast platform available. I'm going hit, to hit you with the list. You ready? Anchor, Apple, Breaker, Google, Spotify, Castro, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podchaser, Podbean, Podcast Attic, and pretty soon you'll be able to find us on iHeartRadio and Pandora as well. So with that being said, tell your friends to like, share, and subscribe. And I'm going to give Doc the floor one last time because he has his hand raised. One big thing, uh, you were talking about our shows. Mm-hmm. Give a little shout out to Big Heck. That was an awesome show this past week. Yeah, his show because, was fantastic. Yeah, Big yeah, shout be out. Sure. That, was, that was that was some insp- that was some inspirational stuff to listen to, man. Just to yes. hear his story, and uh, I I, I kind of want to hear more of that stuff from our celebrities, man. I think everybody's got a really cool and, and inspirational story, probably somewhere in there. But that was really cool to hear from that. That took some balls to do, man. And uh, you know, like I like I said, uh, great you're a great man, great dad, great husband, man. You, that that was mm-hmm. just. That's awesome, man. It's something to be it's something to be proud of. Yeah, so that was really cool. I, I, I that really like put some gave me some good perspective this morning. Thank you, man. Yeah, big thanks to Big Heck. Uh, really gave us a real good perspective and really made me feel good too. It was a very positive episode. Uh, what we're talking about is Big Heck put out an episode on behalf of Big Heck and Weight Adventures in lieu of mental health awareness. Uh, you know, he shared some of his own personal experiences. So if you have about 20 minutes or so to carve out, make sure you give that, give that show a listen and uh, give Heck a shout out and tell him thank you. Uh, so from all of us here at The Wall, Big Heck, thank you so much for doing what you did. And uh, we m- much respect to you and thank you. So on that note, I'm going to say uh, good night, Sally. He's talking to you. I'm just saying good night, Sally. Who's Sally? That's my new my new thing when I say goodnight. Instead of goodbye and good night. I'm gonna say goodnight, Sally. That's a good song. Don't judge me, alright guys? I'm doing I'm winging. This is all on the fly right here. This, this, this is how we do That's it. That's off my favorite Eric clap now. This is Low professional hand. podcasting at its best. Slow hand is so good. I know you've got somewhere to go. But won't you make yourself at home and stay with me? And don't you ever leave?